This is a presentation of DSP Media. Four! And now, the Highlands Performance Golf Center in Carrollton, Texas presents Getting Out of the Rough on the From the Rough Golf Podcast. Four! All right, boys, there is no Where's Mills this week as we are sacrificing Where's Mills for an episode next week of Here's Mills. Yep. Where hopefully he will be live in person, conscious, and only half drunk so, during the so, show. So let me let me interject here. So so Mills said he's he he's coming down next week because he he can't go to Tampa with me and my boy Mar. Shout out to my man Mar. We're going down there for a golf trip, and my boy my boy Mar is a golf pro in, in Hilton Head. So we were going to go down the golf trip. I'm playing a golf tournament in Tampa. So Mills called me this afternoon and say, Hey, Chris. Is Chris going to be mad at me if we don't go to Tampa? I said, no, I'm going anyways. We're going. And I just called Chris and said, hey, listen, Mills, Mills is not going to go to Tampa. You know, he's like, okay, are you still going? I said, yeah, we're still going. I'm playing the tournament. He's like, okay, we don't need Mills. I said, wow. I said, I, I said well, we, Mark do, that. we do need Mills. We don't need Mills. But, but I didn't tell Mar that Mills is coming next week to do a live show. So I wanted to give that a surprise so when he comes on next week so shout out to you mar uh i know you can't get here next week but we're gonna have fun in tampa regardless of mills so mills you can go to hell wow johnny Just, abrasive language well, on this family show you know as much grief as he gives me i mean why can't i why can't it be because he's not here to defend himself well he can't defend himself even if he <laughs> is here not after all the heaters and blue moons yeah yeah that's for sure well boys we've got some bryson dechambeau news here for getting out of the rough as we know, Bryson's had some downtime. Uh, he went on that long drive championship thing where he made an appearance out of the golf center at the yeah. Highlands, the Highlands Performance Golf Center there in Carrollton. Made a big appearance there. Apparently not wearing the golf hat, according to Bus. I was a little disappointed he didn't have the, like, the hat on. Oh, he didn't? No, apparently not. Uh, well, but Griggs is his new best friend, I think. Griggs is his Well, Griggs can't be his new best friend because I'm his new best friend. I'm Griggs' new best friend. Griggs just doesn't know yet. Okay. Don't, don't, tell, don't tell Griggs. I want him to like me. Griggs doesn't know. Griggs, Griggs doesn't, doesn't know. know. <laughs> so he doesn't know ain't going to hurt him. Bryson uh, apparently is working on some new clubs. Have you boys heard about this? No. Hurst, have you? I, I saw something on social media today about the driver. Is that, what you, that where you're going? Uh, irons. irons. I'm going with irons. I didn't hear about a driver. I've heard about irons where – uh, yes, he's making a, an equipment change that he's been working with Cobra. He has new prototype Cobra irons that, uh, let's see, it mentions that uh, adjusting. Uh, he's been adjusting from the top to the bottom. So he's been adjusting his drivers in his woods, yes, all the way down to the bottom of his bag, including the wedges. Since 2016, he's been using the Cobra King Forged one-length irons that he helped design. However... There are new clubs about to be in his bag, and they are a 3D printed version of the Cobra MIM Tour 1 length that, he has, that has, have been tweaked significantly for DeChambeau. They're going straight into his bag. They are 3D printed clubs that he is using. They said one of the first recorded strikes with the pitching wedge that was 3D printed for him the ball speed was 138 miles an hour. For reference, the average PGA Tour Pro's ball speed, speed okay. with a four iron is only 137 miles an hour. For a pitching wedge, it's a little over 100. Again, Bryson's 
pitching wedge ball speed was 138 miles an hour. Later in the video, and by the way, he posted all this on his, on his YouTube channel. You can find all this on his YouTube channel. He carried a 3D printed Cobra 6 iron, 245 yards. Carry, not with roll, carried it 245 yards. Yeah, I think his this six is iron. some interesting stuff from the club fitting side. Um, yeah, that's your I figured you'd have, a, yeah. you'd have some input here. Um, I, I've read a couple articles about it, not real recently, so it's not real fresh in my mind. But Cobra is able to position weight by printing this with the metal alloy printers in ways that traditional manufacturing processes aren't able to. So they're able to shift center of gravity around. Um, they're able to put weight in places that is non-traditional for all club design with this 3D printing. I, I don't know enough about it to speak real intelligently on it other than to know that it, it's got the potential if they can move it into mass production to be game-changing. It's really unique. Hmm. So here's, here's my thought from the layman, from the Joe golfer, Tim golfer, whatever. They've been doing it with their putters uh, for a while, at least one for him, but I didn't know it was coming to full clubs. Yeah, I mean, and they, they only mentioned really the, in the 3D printing part here on, in the article, they just mentioned the irons. They didn't mention the woods. They said that he was tweaking his woods and his driver, but as far as the 3D printing goes, they just really commented on the irons and the wedges that he was working on. Here's my, my initial thought on all this was, okay, Golf clubs are expensive, right? We all know golf clubs are expensive. Um, and part of that expense, of course, not just popularity and demand, but the manufacturing process, the design process, the research and development, all the stuff that goes into building, designing a club from start to finish. All right, you got to fit your manufacturing, the machines, the factory to make these clubs. Well, now if you're just able to, to type in your computer and 3D print them, yeah, Logically, but uh, you would think that it doesn't gonna, really work. No, 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 no. I know. Let me finish. Logically, you would think, well, shit, that should just make the whole manufacturing process that much cheaper because they're doing it all on the computer and they're just hitting return and it's going to start printing clubs for everybody and we'll all be able to save money. Okay. But we know it doesn't work that way. Let me get this. Look, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah, you by, do. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Listen, the innovation of golf clubs is. It, there's no ring vending of the wheel. It, listen, the, 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 the transitional weights that TaylorMade did and changing weights and things like that, that's been going on for years. It right. was just lead tape and they moved weights and you yeah, put it yeah, on there yeah. and you did it manually, right? Right. The single that's how I learned to play was with lead weights, the, the tape. The single, weight, the single link clubs had been around for a long, long time. A long time. They just didn't have anyone to like a Bryson DeChambeau to market it. Right. It, it was the, the – what, what, what was that, Hurst? Tommy Armour. I think that's what One it link, was. It was Tommy Armour, yeah, one link it club. It just 85, 88, yeah, something like that. A little later, a little later, I think. But, but they, they, they were there, the, the, single, the, the one link golf clubs. So these, these scenarios of, hey, listen, move the weights and, and change angles and stuff like that. Listen, you've been able to do that forever. You just had to do it manually. Right. Which is expensive and time-consuming. Here's one of the things that's been so difficult about that to, to have it come mainstream is that there are very few people that can produce the adequate distance gaps between clubs, right? We went 10 or 12 yards between clubs. I want my 7-iron to go 10 yards past my 8-iron, my 6-iron 10 yards past my 7-iron, whatever the number is, 12 or 15 for higher-speed players. The, the way you have to do that is with varying head weights. And when you have a traditional head design... You bounce the shaft out to the head weight. And yeah, you, with traditional head design, you don't have enough technology in the face 
back in the day to get those, cons those distant gaps to be um, adequate for, for play. So um, one thing that Bryson has done, and it's, it's really pretty common out on tour, is combination sets. You see guys, and, and they do it at a point out on tour where they lose that 10 or 12-yard gap. And so they need to move to a, a different style ahead to get more ball speed, more trajectory, more height. And so that's really only come around in the last five, eight years in the real mainstream. I mean, I was at Titleist a couple of years ago, and they was, I, went, I went back to went, uh, about 18 months apart. The first time I went there, they told us like 63% of their tour players are playing combination sets. Second time I went, it was up to like 77% 18 months later. Yeah. Right? We're putting a three iron in that's a, it's a higher, more, higher launching, Off. more yeah. forgiving golf club. Yeah. So that's what that one length set needs is a progression of technology in the head mm -hmm. to maintain those distance gaps. And it hadn't worked for anybody until the new technology has come around. So yeah. Bryson's one of the first one. I still think it's pretty unique um, as a club fitter. I, I don't love it because I think it's very few people that are going to benefit from it. Yeah, there's one percenters. It, yeah, yeah sure. it, it's, it's a small percentage of people that, that can fit because not very many people hit their long irons solid enough um, to, to manage the loss of technology. Yeah. So it's yeah, uh, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, you're, if you're we, good at if that we can if we can blend into a hybrid at a five iron, it works for those people. But uh, uh, you know, on the flip side, the longer the golf club is, the more difficult it is to control the face. Yeah. And so, why do we want to make our scoring clubs, the shorter clubs, longer? Yeah. That's one thing that I have right. a, a hard problem with with <clears> your average 15 handicapper on it. So. Well, you know what? You know when I was playing, and I was the David Duval as I am right now, as Hurst would say. <laughs> Used to be good. Yeah, yeah. I always like <laughs> I always like softer shafts in my long irons because I like to hit my long irons high, uh -huh. and I wanted stiff as hell in my short irons because I because I already had the loft that I could control a little mm -hmm. bit better, and that's what I like with my three wood. I want to. It's a it's a lower flex three wood that I have because I want to hit it high. I can always I can I can, it's harder for me to hit it low. I mean it's easy for me to hit it low. I can manufacture that by ball position stuff like that. I like high. I want to hit. I want to hit high because I can always move it down. So, I was always when I was playing. I always like a little bit softer in my in my longer irons. And everybody's weird. You know, listen, golfers are weird. Yeah, man. we Maybe all got our quirks. We like our own shit. <laughs> half inch yep. wrap tape on the. I mean, there's all weird. But that's what I liked. I always like to. You hand me your favorite club, I'm gonna hate it. Yeah, right. And vice versa, <laughs> and vice versa right? Versa, yeah. Yep. So we're weird that way, man. So. You know, Hurst is more of a tech guy when it comes. He's like I said, I think he's the best club fitter here in Dallas, if not, uh, if not, you know, in the country. But yeah, you, you you can speak on that definitely a little bit more than I can. I had trouble fitting that stuff. I mean, I, I, I had a lot of people come in and ask about it, and we went into the fitting bay and worked and you know tried to figure it out, and we start moving through sets and you know eight or ten sets that I fit. I had a couple of them returned. It just yeah. didn't really work for yeah. people, and they, they were the reasons that I was skeptical about it in the first place. Not that I went and all you know. All knowing, I'm just trying to follow and learn and, sure. and understand and sure. pay attention to what happened when we go through that process. And it was it was very difficult to get that to work for for the majority of players. Yeah. There were a handful of people that we were able to do it, and we always had to blend the sets. Yeah. We had to go to a more forgiving golf club, a stronger lofted, lower center of gravity head, and longer irons to get it close. And even yeah. then, it was it was still difficult to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it takes it takes the type of dedication <clears> that we've seen Bryson to really be all in. Man, um, to have the resources with the manufacturer who's going to jump on board as well. You know, it, it, it all started with, with David Edell down in Austin. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was the first one who, who had the expertise to start to tinker with it, had, had the, um, you know, the means to be able to do it, had somebody like Bryson who was um, just a little weird, neurotic. Just weird, just a little, weird enough a little to, neurotic to, to dive in. Right? Yeah. Things, neurotic, I right? think, is the right word. And yeah. um, 
you know, he's, he's been able to make it work to his credit. It, it, it's um, it, without that type of effort put into it, it's going to be hard for other people to get the same results. Yeah, I agree. Very nice. Yeah, I just thought that was an interesting tidbit I wanted to throw in here for some uh, from the rough out of getting out of the rough. Yeah. Uh, I love Bryson news because, like you said, he's a little bit neurotic. And, man, that guy is obsessed with his golf game. Yeah. The thing that I saw today, I think he, he posted something on video about a new Cobra driver that he's testing. and um, That might know, be he, for next he week. Was, he was pretty critical right earlier in the year about some of his equipment. I can't get this damn driver to work. Yeah. That's part right. of the feud with, with him right. and Brooks. He's like, yeah. hey, my driver, fine, you know, when they were – we're right. doing that back and forth. Well, yep. so funny. part of the problem he was having with that is that the speeds that he's creating, they don't know where to put gravity, center of gravity right. in the golf club. Because nobody else can to, do that. To hit it as straight as he needs right. to. And so it, it sounds like they're further down the road with getting this optimized for how he wants to play. If they get it right, I mean, look out. He could have a big year. Because yep. part of this article was that he's, he's attempting to increase his distance yeah, yep. even more. He's trying to dominate out there. He's trying to change the game, and good yep. for him. He thinks it's the way he can compete. I'm all for it. More yeah. power to him. It we'll makes see how long his body lasts. That's going to be the great yeah. question, Mark. Yeah. That's, that's the question. How old is, how old is Bryson? He's like 27. Yeah, he's pr- fairly young. So wait till he gets, what, in about five years and see how that back starts yeah. reacting to that torque. <laughs> and, yeah, and the elbows. Yeah, we'll see how that works out anyway. That's going to do it tonight for From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast, live from Tellgators in Plano. Make sure you check us out on the web at dspmediaonline.com or like we mentioned earlier, our new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash network for all the great videos of From the Rough and our other great shows. We'll be back next week to do it all again with Brady, with Johnny. Maybe Bus will be here. I don't even know. All I know is that I'll be here and I'll be ready to go. We'll do it all again next week. Until then, you guys keep hitting it straight. Today's episode is brought to you by the Highlands Performance Golf Center, North Dallas's premier golf practice facility with over 65 grass tees, two practice putting surfaces, a short game area, and an 18-hole mini golf course. With covered and heated tees, it's the best place to practice your game year-round. The Highlands Performance Golf Center is located in Carrollton on Trinity Mills in between Marsh and Midway. Give them a call at 972-733-4111 or check them out on the web at highlandspgc.com.